Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Denver's home for today's Comedy Comedy 1031. It's Big Mike. Excited to get this man in Big Mike tonight. He is here tonight at the Paramount Theater for the Latin Comedy Jam. He's the man behind one of Comedy Central's biggest, most successful shows, Mind of Men. Mind of Mencia. And if that doesn't, you know, give it away, <laughs> we have Carlos Mencia. Eric Schwartz is in the house. No. <laughs> What's going on, man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, I've been away from... Denver for way too long. It's been four years, bro. It's four been four, years, four torturous years. And you're back. Yeah. Well, it was. It was. Uh. Here's the thing. I work a buttload of improvs uh, outside of Denver yeah. a lot, and the deals that I get there is this is a ridiculous deal because I'm like one of the first guys that really had the ability to do. Big concerts, but I would I would still do comedy clubs if yeah. I if I could if I could fit a comedy club instead of a theater, I'd rather do a club. I just love that environment. A lot more intimate. And, and so they so, so they took care of me. Yeah. So when they opened the one up here, they were like perform at our club. I'm like, no, nah, I'm a comedy works guy. Yeah. Wendy's been taking care of me forever. Of course. And they're like, well, you can't do her club and not ours. And I had to respect Wanna bet? that. Want to bet? No, you can't, <laughs> no, though, because no, no. of all this other work. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you know, I mean, yeah, they got, like, 30 clubs, and I perform all of them. Uh-oh. That's a lot. Yeah, this one club. Yeah. No, so I was like, oh, I, I can't do it. I can't I can't bone either of you. The politics of comedy. I know, dude. It's so bad. I People wish, didn't know. There's I wish politics. I, was, I wish I was Trump. I would have just said, I don't care. <laughs> said, I'm going to build a wall between you two clubs, and I don't care. <laughs> and I'm going to make it 10 feet bigger. Yeah. But I would have got Mexicans to build it. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and if they, said, if, they, if they cussed you out, you said 10 more feet. Yeah, exactly. 10 more feet every time. Every time somebody said something, 10 more feet. It's like a slack on the wrist. It's so, but dude, this, this whole race is, is ridiculous, bro. It is unbelievable. I mean, as a comedian... As an American, it's embarrassing. Yeah. As a comedian, I really want Bernie Sanders to win the nomination and Donald Trump. On the of one course. hand, for all you people that think things are free, because it's this generation of people that download free music, download free content. Yes. They're the ones that think free college, what's the big deal? What you don't understand is countries that have free college and free health care pay usually between 60 to 80% in income taxes. Mm. So you can have it. And I don't mind paying that much. I don't care. Yeah. But I just want to see the faces of everybody else when they're uh, <laughs> You got it. Wait a minute. How come I'm only getting $28 in my paycheck? Exactly. Yeah, but you could go to the hospital for free. Say, so, yeah, don't worry about it, dude. Go get your health care. It's all good. So when you have that first fall and you break every bone in your body, yeah. like, oh, damn, this is okay. You're fine. Exactly. Don't worry about it. And then on the other hand, you know, we got a guy that says he's going to get Mexico to pay for the wall. <laughs> and there are people that are like, oh, he's going to do it. Yeah, I'm sure Mexico has a pile of cash waiting. And if you go, what's that cash for? Oh, that wall, we're waiting for his phone call. Yeah. When he calls, <laughs> we're going to be like, take the money and build the wall. It's and, so and, and, stupid. And every time that, you know, he talks back and they're like, stop, don't make it 10 feet bigger. Don't, don't talk yeah, back exactly. to Trump. Yeah, exactly. You, you think so? Yeah, it's, it's it. Well, that's... He, oh. 
The stuff that comes out of this dude's mouth is just. You gotta, I need, you to, gotta I need to research the group. The KKK? You need to research yeah. that? Because <laughs> it's the white group, not the Mexican group called KKK, yeah. which is more what, what, what. <laughs> that's, not, <laughs> that's not the question. We're the KKK. What do you guys mean? We have a lot of questions. <laughs> Very many questions. Our organization is about asking questions. Why? <laughs> I have to see which branch it is. You know, maybe it's a more progressive KKK. The more progressive KKK. Yeah, you know, yeah. they, they just like the outfits, but yeah. they don't hate the bad stuff. You don't know. Yeah, there's there's that side of the KKK. Yeah, sure. Listen to me. <laughs> we don't hate black people. We just kind of dislike them. <laughs> <laughs> we just like white sheets <laughs> over our heads. So you got you got to love politics. That seems like this seems like just a treasure trove of content for a comedian or just, you know people in it general. Is, but it is. It, but not see. Here's the thing. What I try to tap into isn't the actual. Uh, the actual content of what they're talking about. There's something better than that. And that's what kind of a country are we living in where these two candidates are possible? Yeah. So on the one hand, it is millennials who have gotten everything free in their life, who've never seen their parents really work. You know what I mean? It's just they have a pretty decent job. You know, when you live in Aurora, you don't see your parents struggle. You see, it feels like everything comes easy. Right. And you didn't pay for that album. And when you did, it was 99 cents. It was nothing. You and you thought that was a ripoff. Yeah. And you thought, oh, dog, you play hard to pay for that song. So I'm going to watch that movie for free. You know, all that stuff. So they, they don't know that in the real world, yeah. somebody has to pay for it. And our government is not this entity. It's you. Your money. Yeah. We owe that much money. That money comes because people somewhere. go. It's the government. No, 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 no. You owe that much money. That's how much. As a matter of fact, for anybody out there who's interested in what your debt is as an American, <laughs> ignore your credit cards. Ignore everything. Take the trillions of dollars that we owe, divide it by three hundred and thirty million. That's the the population of America, and whatever number you come out with, that's how much you owe as an American. Start saving. So now, yeah. So when you see, I owe how many millions of dollars? <laughs> There's a Chinese guy like Smithers going, yeah. So you do. Let me let me answer this you right now. This to me. <laughs> don't look your number up. You don't want to see it. Just, just do like most Americans. Just ignore the debt. <laughs> but then on the other hand, how can people be that pissed off? I know smart people that are voting for Trump. They're just mad. They're mad beyond their ability to even want. To think Like I've said to my friends Come on Between you and me And they're like I don't want to go there I don't want to go there Because they know That I'm going to say something Like you really believe This is going to happen And they're like I I don't even want to think About it that way I am so pissed right now That I literally want This guy to F things up That's what I want And I'm like Wow So That to me is where The real trove is That emotion Because that emotion Is not about a joke that emotion is about a feeling. And if you can find ways to mess with that emotion, you can fit hundreds of jokes yeah. as opposed to a Donald Trump joke and a Rubio joke. Yeah. Now you don't even have to include them in it. You can just talk about what kind of a country are we What are you mad about? Exactly. What is pissing you off that much? And then either go with, I'm mad like you, or wait a minute, I'm an immigrant. You're mad at America? Go to any other country in the world. <laughs> Anyone. Yeah. Just, just just go to Europe and ask for ice and see them 
freak out as if you're asking for a penguin on Mars. That's how bad it is in other countries. That's how not, it's not even, it's bad. It's not America. Yep. It's not us. There's still places they don't have a fridge. Mm -hmm. Syria's entire, the entire country, uh, their power went out. The entire country. The whole country. It's like, not not like a a district or a a city or the entire country just out. It's like, so. Right. Like you said, I think it's a a little bit of underappreciated, just not knowing, not really realizing. How could you not know, though? Listen, half of the planet doesn't have access to drinking water. Uh Now, look at this. On our worst day, we have Flint, Michigan. That's on our worst day. Uh But if that water was in the middle of Africa, they would be bathing in it, drinking in it, screaming there would be fire. We have water. You know what I mean? And I would say, like, dude, that water might kill you. Well, if we don't drink it, we will definitely die. We have water. It is a little brown, but who cares? You know what I mean? It, it's a whole different. If we exactly, we have no perspective. Exactly. And when you're when you are on top, so to speak, it's hard to have perspective because the one thing that's great about America is that we want to make it better, and that's awesome. But this whole theory that America is broken—I mean, I swear to God, I, I'm glad I live in America. If I was watching the Republican debates and I wanted to come to this country, I would be going. I, I don't want to go to that broken country. Because era, it's broken, yeah. and we got to take it back from the black guy. Like, what did Obama do? You know the whole universal health care thing. But it's not universal. Whole, he acts like he made he like he made it black or, or the, something. The Obamacare, whatever you want to call it. You know, right. The whole, the whole. But here's the thing: the problem, what people don't understand, is we already have universal health care. If you go to an ER in the United States of America, they have to take care of you. Yeah. They can't say you don't have insurance. Get out. It's not the way our country works. And that's the worst and most expensive type of healthcare. The problem is, idiots that don't have insurance are the ones that do the stupidest things. Yeah. <laughs> They're the ones that end up at our hospital with two broken legs. You know, how'd you break both of your legs? I, I was trying to jump from the roof to the pool. <laughs> Why? Why would you do that? My Better friends. <laughs> yeah, my friends were like, you can make it. So I was gonna, I ran on. <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. We have Carlos Mencia in studio, who's here tonight, by the way. If you didn't know, he is at the Paramount Theater. It is the Latin Comedy Jam. You can get your tickets at Comedy1031.com, but get them while you can because it will definitely uh, sell out. Yeah, there's not a lot of tickets left already, so. It's almost gone. Get them. Tell everybody about that show tonight, man. Like you said, it's been four years since you've been here. You're back here in Colorado. It's been four years since I've been here, and I I wanted to get away from the business for a while. I wanted to get grimy. I felt like... Um, for me personally, Minor Mencia was such a huge success, such a huge thing, and I just kind of had to step away from it because I realized that it, it was... I, I was watching TV yesterday, and I saw myself on a show that I don't remember being on. Wow. I literally do not remember being on that episode of Mad TV. Don't remember it? Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? When did that happen? And I realized, wow, that time went so fast for me. I, I, li- I literally needed to ground myself because my comedy started becoming Kathy Griffin's. And I love what she does. I'm not knocking her comedy. It's just not what I want to do. I want—I don't want to tell stories about the Jonas Brothers and going at a party. and It's just not my thing. I want to be grounded in real stuff. And I, and I had to kind of step away from that to ground myself, to, to get myself ready for the next you know, phase in the career because great comics have three, four, or five phases. We kind of only tend to remember one or two. 
But if you look at guys like Pryor, guys like Carlin, you go way back, and they were just joke tellers. Then, they like, Carlin was just a joke joke guy. Then he kind of got a little weird in 70s, and then he became very, like, I'm doing the beard, I'm being acerbic, I'm great. And so there were a lot, and, and every time he transitioned, he lost, he lost he fans. When he came back, he gained more. And it's that thing. So for me, it was like, okay, I want the next phase to not be this same phase. I want to be able to be in the moment better, to grow. to. So I kind of had to take the time to do it and stepped away for a minute. But what happened was uh, I got a phone call from a buddy who was like, man, I'm doing these shows and I want you to be a part of them. And it finally got to a place where I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm down. Let's, let's do this. And he goes, well, I've been doing this as a Latino comedy jam, but we could promote you, just you. I was like, no, no, no. Let's keep it. Let's keep it as a Latino comedy jam. Let's help out some some young comics. I love helping out young comics. I always have. So let's bring a couple of young comics. They open the show. They they're four of them. They do forty minutes. I come on. I do an hour and a half, an hour and forty, two hour killer show. Boom, we're good to go. So it's awesome. Let's get it done. And so that's that's the format of the show. So we're doing one here. We're doing one in Pueblo, and then we have like twenty or thirty set up for the rest of the year. So who are some of the guys you have on tonight? Tonight, uh, tonight there's only one guy that I know. I, they booked the other two guys, okay, and cool. they're they're they're. They're escaping my mind, but the one kid that I've been bringing out on the road, his name is Cisco Duran. Okay. He's a really, really funny Dominican kid from uh, from Miami that I found, and uh, like I, I go around the country and I find somebody, and yeah, so he's that's a really cool. good kid. That there's a kid named Drew Landry that's back east. He's a kid I'm kind of working with. There's a kid named uh, Miguel Dalmau. He's in the Midwest. He's actually kind of ready to pop. He's a really great writer, really funny, good performer. And then there's this young, young kid from New York area. His name is uh, Kevin Dombrowski. And so those are the guys that, like, I rotate and kind of work with. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to, like, put them out. But, I mean, I, dude, my openers, I'm littered with guys that, you know, Bobby Lee's of the world, the Pablo Francisco's of the world, the Joe Coy's of the world, the Brad Williams of the world. It goes on and on. I mean, those are guys that when I brought them, nobody knew who they were. Brought them on the road for, you know, a year, two, three, some of them. And they're just blowing up, and it's it's so cool to look back and say, "Wow, wow, okay." That's and that's cool that you can you know give that back because I mean you've had such great success, and you know you mentioned the show; it's been like ten years since that show kicked off for the first yeah but yeah for, for oh, six that, like for people that maybe that were introduced to you via that show right you've been doing stand up much longer than that been you've doing been stand up like for about thirty years, years. So, yeah almost thirty years I'm going on thirty now yeah how did that start like what got you started in doing stand up what was you know what's funny I was never a funny guy and I'm st- I I've learned how to be funny uh, but it's a switch for me I'm not the normal funny guy it's yeah. not who I am. I'm an intellectual. I'm a philosopher. I'm very, very, very um, emotionally and spiritually, mentally deep, uh, or at least it's what I attempt to do. It's what my, you know what? It's what my friends say that I am off stage. And uh, what happened was I would tell my friends, can you believe this stupid person did this stupid thing? I wasn't trying to be funny. I was literally trying to be like, can you believe this? It wasn't like, can you believe that? It was literally like anger. Right. Like that's why if you watch my stand-up in the first 20-ish years, it was very angry. Cause it came from that place. Right. It didn't come from a curiosity. It came from what is wrong with you? And that's another thing that I had that I wanted to change. So the past few years, I've gone from I'm mad at you. I can't believe this. I'm from East LA. I was born in Honduras. I'm going to prove to you that I'm worth 
whatever it is, uh-huh. to okay, this is this is life. My struggle is the struggle that Socrates, Aristotle, Jesus, all of them. It's just the world is usually a lot of idiots, smart people, and a lot of people in the middle that everybody's fighting for. Yeah. Come to the smart side. Come to the stupid side. You know, I'm a victim. No, I'm not. And that's the fight that we've had for yeah. forever since the existence. It's it's this. When we went from a bunch of nomads to, okay, let's create a village here. What do we do with that one idiot that can't hunt? <laughs> that, right? That question. Yeah. That question has plagued man from the dawn of time. What do we do with that dumbass? We can't teach him how to fish. We can't teach him how to hunt. But we can't let him die. So what do we do? Let's make him a politician. Exactly, oh, dude. And there it is. And that... <laughs> That's the question, but for me now, I get it. I get that, okay, I'm just a piece of this machinery, and I'm just here to keep balance. You know what I mean? It's yep. the angels and demons fighting. It's the smarts and the stupids. It's just keep it, just just try to keep it fair. Yep. Try to keep just enough on our side, enough <laughs> on our side, so that the balance just doesn't get totally screwed up. Yep. And you're seeing that balance play out in America today. On, on the right... They're angry and they don't care. They really don't care. Yeah. On the left, they care enough to, to still go, we love you, Bernie, but yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, come on. <laughs> really? So you're, you're seeing that fight on both sides. And then we're going to see the fight when those two candidates come together. Yep. That's when you're going to see who's going to win. The, the, the moderate thinkers... Whatever you're on the right or on the left, doesn't matter who. Or the crazy people who are just pissed off. Yep. And, and that's the struggle. It's going to be an interesting so, battle. Yeah. So I'm just, I, I now see it and I'm in a better place. And it's funnier. And it was interesting. I was I was listening to myself the other day. and Because I record every single set. And I was like, man, that's some of the edgiest stuff I've ever done. And yet, it's funnier than it was before. And I don't have people mad or walking out. I did this great bit. Um, and it's one of the only times that I waited to do a bit. Normally, I'm on it like the night of. Like yeah. the Pope, when he Pope was talking about Trump. That night, I was on it. All this stuff. But this was after the San Bernardino shootings. And when it happened, I remember thinking, okay, this dude had a woman... Who was willing to do anything with and for him The most D.A.B. I've yeah. ever known of In the history of women And he wasted it On a murder spree This dude could have done every Possible Caligulum thing with this woman He could have said to her I want to bang you on a ski slope With a midget with one arm And she would have been like I'm down Right. And he wasted it on a spree, you dumbass. But I knew that I couldn't do it the night of. So on that one, I waited like three days. Okay. Before I did it on stage. <laughs> Seventy-two hour rule. Yeah, but that, but then, because I went on, I remember I went on stage and I was like, okay, listen, yes, he's disgusting, it's vile, and it was evil. Are we over that part? Great. Let's talk about how down this chick was and what he did with that. Right. Could you imagine? And I remember Hard when I find. said it, Hard some woman find. in the front row went, oh, and I'm like, really? Really? Okay. And I said, you guys been together for a while? She's like, yeah. I'm like, 
you let him go back door? She's like, no. I'm like, that's my boy. She would have done it. She would have done it in a second. She would have been like, is that all you want? That's it? Because you know I give you anything you want. Like, that's it. That's why you don't understand. Like, and that's why you don't get it. I told you. That's, you're not down. Yeah. You're not even willing. This one over here, she's not even willing to cook for a guy. She's like, I don't. You see what I'm saying? And it just kept growing and growing because all the women were like, I won't do this and I won't do that. And I'm saying, only making my point. This is my point. Yeah. She was willing to do anything. This one won't even make you a PB&J, bro. <laughs> So the opposite of that. But I heard all that whole bit and I was like, dude, you did that just a few days after it happened. There's no way I could have done that before and and made people and not made people walk away. Right. I mean, I remember I would do the joke today differently, but I remember when TWA flight leaving New York uh crashed like as it was taken off into the ocean and I remember blaming the passengers because the name of the pilot was Kevorkian and the flight number was 50-50 so, so I was like who gets on a plane? All right. I wouldn't do that today I would say by the way I would never have gotten on that flight because the captain's name was Kaborkian and it was flight 50-50. <laughs> I'm not taking any chance. Exactly. What other what other airline flight and you know what I mean? Exactly. But but that I'm there. I was like, who are these idiots that got on that flight? <laughs> and I remember I did it in New York the week after it happened. And the guy in the front row just went, no, no. And he got up and left. <laughs> Now, I didn't care at the time because I was young and yeah, filled yeah. with bravado. I was like, whatever. He can't take a joke. Now I'm like, that man might have, that man actually might have come to the club because he knew somebody that died in that flight hoping to get a little bit of levity. And my dumbass yeah. is just like so cruel. And, that's and, a, that's a, that's a, like you talk about balance. That's the balance, trying to. You'll figure that line out. And well, not when I was young, I yeah. didn't know how to do that. Yeah. See, today I know how to make that funny without it, without it being mean to the actual victims. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I even then I didn't want to make fun of the victims. Yeah. The the joke really was about Kevorkian and 50-50. Exactly. I, so yeah. that's you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there's a way to do that without it. You know, because I would have been, this Captain Kevorkian. Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a, welcome to Flight 5050. Uh, yeah, I'm getting off this flight. Seriously, I'm sorry, but is, am I the only one that heard Kevorkian 5050? Yeah, yeah. This, is it me? This? We're playing Air Force One down. Exactly, it is, dude, exactly. Well, I mean, you're here tonight, man. It's uh, Like I said, there's only a few tickets left. Only so a few, yeah. Go to comedy1031.com, the Latin Comedy Jam. Carlos Mencia, we want to thank you for making time for us, man. Anytime you come it, to brother. Denver, make sure you stop by the station. Dude, always, and, brother. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.